0: My name is Mark Vikas and this is the Ballpark Hunter Podcast, a weekly show that discusses topics at the ballpark from the game day experiences, stadium news, logo changes, and everything else that's brewing at the game. We cover it all from the baseball to the beer. invite you to stay tuned and hope you enjoy. Hello, once again, this is Mark Viquez, regional correspondent for the website Stadium Journey, and you're listening to the Ballpark Hunter podcast with me today is Matt Aker owner and former coach of the well, owner of the Port, Port Angeles lefties, former baseball player, uh, the lefties are members of the West Coast League, and Matt, thank you for being with us today. How's the view of the Olympic mountains
1: um uh, beautiful um well yeah they're out today so you can see them
0: oh jealous oh yes they're super nice i'm excited
1: about it it's always nice when you can see the mountains that's how you know the weather's good in the northwest do you ever
0: get tired of looking at them or that's not possible
1: no you don't get tired of looking at the ocean or the mountains no. I don't it's possible
0: no yeah i that one thing i love about the pacific northwest is that type of scenery i will take that any day over the beach. Uh, Well, you can have both. here. Port Angeles is the town where the mountains meet the sea. Yes, that is true. But I'm talking about like, you know, Florida beaches where you have no mountains and it's hot all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we don't have those beaches.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, no, like Seaside, Oregon. Yes, I'll take those type of beaches. So uh, I just before we start, I got this information from Wikipedia. It says the ball club relocated from uh, Kitsap, Washington, the lefties name derives from the region being considered the upper left of the US. Yep. Colors of blue and orange represent the Port Angeles sunset. Yep. And the team yes. mascot. Yeah, team mascot marmot is a house size rodent with a long bushy tail native to the area. Yes, the Olympic marmot is a famous marmot you can go
1: on to uh, YouTube and check it out. Uh, it's yeah. the be ready See. to jump though, because one of them like, they have a screaming voice and it makes you kind of Jump back a little bit, but they're funny little creatures.
0: Yeah, yeah. I see house size cat eroded. Those those two don't work together with me. I, <laughs> I get scared of a little tiny uh, house mouse. So uh,
1: they're no. pretty funny. You go yeah. up to the uh, to Hurricane Ridge, and those little marmots will pop out of their holes and like yell at you. Oh, really? Yeah, they they're they're uh, pretty assertive. Yet you not scared at all because okay. they pretty much just want to go cuddle them, right? And then they're yelling at you. It's pretty funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like my Chihuahua. He likes to bark at you, but you want to cuddle him because he's just so adorable. Right. So, uh, so did you come up with the name Lefties or was there other options? Um, the, the town
1: chose the Marmot as the mascot. Okay. Uh, that was what they chose. Um, immediately, the Marmot Clothing Company uh, got a hold of us because they print the name Marmot. And um, obviously, you're going to print your name out like Yankees or Red Sox, yes. right? And um, said that that would be a problem and i talked to some attorneys and they basically said well yeah it could be a problem because that is where they sell their stuff a lot of their stuff on the olympic peninsula so um i you know i i, I looked into like uh, you know potentially keeping it and and looking at the cost of it and mm-hmm. i talked to the mariners and they said uh you know the important things are these name is not as important like there's no lakes in la like the lakers exactly and I, Jazz in yeah, okay.
0: Utah,
1: right, right. And so, um, anyway, uh, I I came out with the name Polly's Port Angeles Upper Left, and they did a test on it, and they were like, "Yeah, nope, it doesn't work." And and I kind of went back and forth a few times with them, and then I said, "You know what? I'm just gonna call them the Lefties because nobody can, no one can. It's like calling your team Saturday, you know. Um, no one can stop me from doing that." And. I was kind of joking and they did a test and came back and were like, yeah, that's a great name. Wow. Dumb luck. I was like, there you go. That's it. That's the name now.
0: Okay. That's, that's a great story. See, these are things I was not aware of uh, that the town picked the mascot. And uh, we've heard this, we've heard this before trademark, trademark lawyers coming in saying, well, you can't call this team that because somebody owns the trademark. Uh, We saw that with the whistle pigs in the Appalachian league. Uh, with a distiller so yeah uh, you want to avoid that at all costs if you can yep absolutely yeah all right so the team originally played in Kitsap and then you moved it over to Port Angeles was there a connection to the town for you or did you say hey that'd be a great place to have a ball club
1: well there was there was a connection but you know I was originally from born in Aberdeen um, and I grew up in Olympia and so I obviously knew the Olympic Peninsula, those were on two different points of the Olympic Peninsula. Um, Kitsap is down the road a ways. I knew that Kitsap, having coached there before, um, was not going to be the best market. So when I bought the team, I was immediately looking, trying to make the best I could in Kitsap, but immediately looking for the you know, next potential place within my area. So obviously I looked in Olympia and Aberdeen, um, but the place that kept coming to mind was Port Angeles on the other side of the Olympics because uh, it's the dry side. Uh, we're in the rain shadow here. And uh, they had a strong baseball tradition and uh, a beautiful field very close to downtown. Uh, it it kind of made sense so I, I, I did my due diligence and went to lots of different places and, and different communities may, that may not even had anything at the time, but the two old stadiums in the, on the Olympic Peninsula are Olympic Stadium in the, on the aberdeen Hopewood border and um, Civic in um, Port Angeles. And it rains, what, 200 inches a uh, year in Aberdeen? And uh, it rains about 20 inches a year in Port Angeles. Really? So, um, and I saw the town upswinging, and I, I saw some real potential here. So it, it made it pretty clear to me this is the best place to be.
0: You know, that's funny, because uh, I've been to Port Angeles one time, uh, took the ferry to uh, Victoria. Mm-hmm. And it rained the whole day, so I must have I must have been in town the, the one of those it days it rained.
1: It doesn't rain much here, but even um, we were driving back from Portland this weekend. It rained from Portland all the way to Squim, okay. um, and it still has like it's it rained a little, but it was not yeah. the same. You know, it's like a sprinkle.
0: Now, is there a difference between even like Victoria and Port Angeles with when it comes to the rain?
1: Um, they get a slightly bit more than we do, but not much. They're okay. pretty much in the same path the weather goes. Um, okay. so they're they're also an Olympic ring shadow.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then how was the uh, comp how's the rivalry between you and the harbor cats? I know there was talk of having some kind of special ferry game where you oh, see oh it's
1: been great. It's been great. Um, they come over in force. Uh, there's no question, and uh, it's been fun. To, to play him. I think it's a good rivalry. It's, you know, we've missed playing in the last two years because yeah. of Canada, but uh, um, the rivalry has been positive and uh, the fan participation has been great. And we got little golf tournaments and stuff going on now between the two places. And it's, it's really kind of built up and we're excited that Nanaimo's in now too, because that's just right up the
0: road. Yeah. Nanaimo, I remember I, I did an article on them about their jerseys and it's, uh, you know, Port Angeles is a very curious place because, you're not too far from Seattle by car, but you do have to take that winding road uh, through the mountains, which could be about a two, three hour drive sometimes.
1: If you go around the
0: mountains on the uh,
1: west side, yeah, but if you go down and hug the, the Hood Canal yes. um, you to Seattle, in, you get to Bremerton or Paulsbow in an hour and 15. Okay. And then you get the boat across to Seattle.
0: That's right, and the boat. There,
1: so you can get to Seattle in about two hours okay the boat trip okay yeah, but it's take,
0: drive. no okay yeah that's i remember taking that drive i just it was oh yeah that's not that far away then next thing i know you're driving through some very scenic areas of the country uh-huh. uh, my wife would not like it because she hates mountains she hates mountain <laughs> driving we drove from portland to bend she that's almost a tough, had a heart attack
1: that's not that's no joke
0: No, it's, I don't have a problem with it. I'm on a nice major highway I'm fine, but you know, she's, she's flipping out there, but, uh, you know, so Port Angeles, we're talking about civic field, an unusual little ballpark. It has sort of like a football style bleacher down the first baseline, a little bit of, uh, seating behind home plate. What's the game day experience like for a first time visitor? Um, Well, there's obviously, we have a large local contingency. Lots of places have,
1: um, you know, kind of a mixture. But because of our town size, um, you know, you're going to see a lot of familiar faces. And if you're coming from the outside, you'd see a lot of faces that are obviously from that town. Um, I think that our fans overall are um, very welcoming to outsiders. And uh, that's kind of the, you know, the tourism industry that's here um, is part of that. Um, but they, you know, it's the Seattle freeze any place in the Northwest because it's, uh, the Norwegian heritage, you know, they're kind of be smart asses and, okay. uh, and a little, little, um, hold back a little bit until they get to know you. But once you're in whatever, whatever length of time that is, sometimes it's a couple minutes, sometimes it's years, but once you're in, you're in and you, you get the jokes and you, um, they'll do anything for you. So, um. But they're immediately rather friendly, but there's a line um, until they get to know who you are. But once they know who you are and someone vouches for you, you're in.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I, I hear you. That sounds like some, uh, some of the students I work with. Once they get to know you, they're fine. They're fine. So, uh, what, uh, what sort of promotions or unique things that take place at your stadium? Just because you're in Port Angeles, or is it? kind of buy the books type of baseball experience.
1: Oh, no, I don't think we're by the book at all. Okay,
0: um, good
1: to hear. The $2 Tuesday stuff uh, that I think works a lot of places. Um, you know, I personally think that compared to like Victoria, Victoria, like advertising, they have big companies there. And so having a big field sign out there makes sense for that big company. In Port Angeles, we have mom and pop's place. Yes, and that's um, true. So there has to be an ROI. Like when I run into them at the supermarket, I have to know that the dollars that they spent on advertising with us was made the money. Um, it's not a donation. So we have to think of things that are going to help those businesses and, and make things unique to them. Um, there are some in, institutional advertisers in the area that fill up the outfield just like they do any place else. But, um, the little in between innings, the little promotions are actually, you know, very unique to our area. So for example, Last year, we had a big hit with uh, wiener dog races, Um, and it was supported by Airport Garden Center. doesn't make sense that an airport garden center is supporting wiener dog races, but that's what they're about. They think it's funny and fun, and people are going to remember the name because of it. Um, And that was a huge hit. I mean, we had intended increases every time we had wiener dog races. Everybody that owned a wiener dog showed up um even if they their dog wasn't participating and they uh man they, they went nuts for it it was crazy um yep
0: so the, the winner dog race was fans would bring their dogs to the ballpark
1: they did and we raced them
0: and you raced them
1: oh, wow. we had races and it went from one to i think we ended up having five of them five races at that by the end of the year we just kept adding them because yeah. people love Hundreds of more fans came to those games to participate in that.
0: No. Yeah, no, that's uh. It, listen, whenever you can bring your dogs out to the game, that's a plus for me. It's uh, I wish I see more clubs doing that, and some do it right. Others make this big spectacle about it. You know, some are like, yeah, just bring your dogs, just give us a couple bucks, and others, you know, make it as a one-year event. So you know, have it at five days. Uh, definitely would appeal to many dog lovers. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a big trip. yeah. So you talk about the two-hour Tuesdays. I assume you have a thirsty Thursdays.
1: No, we don't yeah. do it. Thursdays is such a a big day here for us that um, having any kind of a promotion like that wouldn't wow. make a sense um, because of the people not in the tourism industry. Uh, so the town. When I first came up here, they had about a million visitors, and they were just kind of busting at the seams and didn't know what to do with themselves. Um, now we're at almost five million visitors in, in six impressive. years. Oh, you know, it's a lot. Um, the hotels here—that's more than I—that's yeah,
0: more than I, I envisioned. Wow,
1: it's just a ton of people. Um, even last summer um, with COVID, last couple of summers, they're going to the park. They're being outside. Um, it's such a—it's—it's it's not warm. It's not hot here. Um, You don't see it get over 85. Um, Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Groundhog's Day and the days are long. So, um, but people that are not in the tourism industry, a lot of them take Fridays off. And because they take Fridays off to go do something themselves, um, Thursday night is their Friday and our park fills up. I mean, our, some of our biggest nights, 3000 plus people are, have been Thursdays.
0: So you so don't have to. You don't have to do anything. Just have a game. I mean, obviously, we just you've got to hold on. You know, just got <laughs> to hold on.
1: And Sundays are a rather uh, big day for us too, because we play. We're one of the few teams that we plays at like one o'clock. We play at one thirty-five on Sundays, yes. and um, it's just it's really kind of a neat place to be. Um, you know, eighty degrees, drinking beer outside. Or their kids in, in the kids area playing, and and uh, it's just, it's kind of a good experience. And um, so, yeah, Sundays and Thursdays are big days for us.
0: Yeah, and and I'm yeah I'm looking at the ballpark, and it's just, it's residential area. You got the mountains and trees in the back. It's uh, it's almost like you get brought back in time to uh, baseball out of another era.
1: Yeah, we have a ton of rooftops surround the the stadium. The stadium is a huge part of the town. I mean, it's where a lot of people uh, met their spouse in the band on this, you know, soccer field, the football, you know, they graduate there. Um, I, I take a, a lot of the elementary school kids do like a tour in the spring. And, and I explained to them, this isn't our field. This is, this is the community's field. This is your field. You know, you're going to, you know, lifelong friends. You're going to meet in this park in some way, some fashion through us or through all these other things that go on here. Um, it's what a half a mile to walk downtown um the backdrop is the is hurricane ridge if you're at home plate and if you were in the field facing the other way it's the the Strait of juan de fuca um
0: mm-hmm. so you're
1: looking at water from one direction and these you know snow-capped mountains till what july um the other direction
0: yeah i, t- I tell you it's uh out here in the midwest envious of uh the views out there <laughs> and uh I just, it just, like I said, you know, I love going out to games out in uh, Washington and Oregon, and you just see these beautiful mountain ranges. Not all of them have them. No. Uh, but, you know, yours is a ballpark where, yeah, you, there it is. There's there's the mountain. Wow.
1: Living in, in Port Angeles, you're like, you're living in the picture, not looking at it. You can't 360 degrees of unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm not from here. I mean, it's amazing. It still amazes every day.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard not to like it. I mean, I'm sure there's people that don't, you know, don't particularly care for it, but they're not normal. <laughs> they don't. Yeah.
1: They're not normal. They're they not can... normal.
0: They're not normal. <laughs> so anyway, so a uh, few more questions, uh, right before you guys moved in, you added a new walkway in the b- uh, back of the bleachers. You upgraded the concession stands and sound system. Any other improvements you guys are working on, or is that kind of taking a hiatus due to the pandemic?
1: Oh, no, no, um, yeah, we put a party deck in, there's brand new lights, um, the whole thing's been painted. Uh, the city last year uh, put a new, uh, we have a partnership agreement, so they put in a new um, uh, ticket booth, um, you, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff, um, and redid some of the electricity, and we, we you know, we have little projects too, um, that we do every year, so they also put a, a ramp in, that I had been um, on them for, for for quite a while because it was outside the park when you talk about the ramp, and it was not much I could do in that way. Um, they're they're expanding the road out there too, so they needed to do that, and it was great that they did. So we 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 constantly have a, a long list of projects that we are undertaking. And some are on us, some are on the city, and some are in partnership with. Uh, you know a third party uh, uh, lakeside industries or uh, um, lumber traders um, like we did a deck a couple years ago uh, in the corporate area that was uh, all the wood was donated by the lumber traders uh, lakeside did the walkway around um, and um, some local uh, J&J construction came and built it for us I mean that's the kind of stuff that it's really cool and the reason why those everybody kind of did that was because we put a a section in behind home plate that's called the Lefties Box that we donate to uh, nonprofits, and they do auctions and those kind of things, raffles, and um, people win it for the for the summer. So we never sell it to anybody; it's always given to charity. And, and those things go for, I think the lowest was ever six hundred, and sometimes thousands of dollars, depending if they put something with it. And so it's raised a ton of money in the last uh,
0: three years and that gets shared uh between you and the the city
1: well no it's raised money for those charities
0: oh for the charities okay
1: yeah the people the people okay
0: i get it was donated to us
1: because of the cause because of that one little section the benefit for me is that i got seven corporate boxes built um at the same
0: time nice well i tell you it's uh you know, it's it's a ballpark that when I first saw it, I'm like, huh, that that's an interesting ballpark. But you know, as I as I do a little information on it, and you know what you're telling me, it's kind of growing into uh, something a lot bigger and better. Uh, so it's good that uh, this old it's not that old. Uh,
1: 1960s. It was built yeah. in the 1960s. Um, the the but the play area there has been around since uh, the 1860s. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been the same play okay. area they I found pictures from back in the day I found articles of like one of the first sport things that they've done out there and community events so it's always been their community event they built that stadium in, in 1860s and it was modeled kind of after Olympic Stadium which is one of the what's the last wood structured stadium um, in the United States I believe um, it's a 10,000 seat stadium between Aberdeen and um, Yeah. and that, no, I, that place it's storied it's pretty cool to see. I,
0: I've seen pictures, and I think that was similar to uh, Eugene's old Civic Stadium.
1: Yep. that burnt down, yes. Which and, burnt
0: down. I did get to see yeah. that game. I actually drove two hours from Portland just to see that during its last season.
1: Yeah, and, it was uh, really – that was a cool stadium. But the same people that built Olympic and Civic down in Eugene built, built uh, Civic Field
0: here. Okay.
1: And so, yeah. it's, so it does – there was some similarities to the design.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I definitely saw that. I definitely saw the uh, the the type of uh, yeah that that uh, type of covered structure that they had. It's like oh, yep. that kind of looks like like a like maybe a half a civic stadium from when I went there. So, yep, it's uh, nice to see that look there. So before we we let you go, and I definitely appreciate you coming on here. I always love to talk baseball from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, how's the off season going? What what are you doing right now? to get the team ready to play this summer?
1: Well, right now we've got the roster put together, um, meeting with the city on um, improvements. So that's one thing that we spent time with last week is walking the stadium. Um, one, one uh, con- not concern, but a focus of mine, the West Coast League and baseball in general is fan safety. Okay. And so the, now with the technology, we have unbelievable technology in the West Coast League because we have some owners, excluding myself, that are, Uh, have big tech backgrounds that own some of these teams so we're on the tip of the spear when it comes to some uh, technology um, initiatives in baseball enough where major league baseball is courting us to be a partner of some sort which will be announced which will be announced shortly Um, but uh, no having this technology and information it's telling us the direction of baseballs and we're and i know where people sit so i want to be proactive and prevent, uh, you know, prevent um, any kind of potential injuries um, to fans. And so that was one thing that the city and I spent time talking about: is how can we put netting up and still keep good viewing in these areas? And how can we do this? How can we make it safe but not um, but let people still feel part of it? And so we, those are the beginnings discussions of
0: that. Yeah, cause I, I imagine the, the the netting behind the home plate seats was a. Uh... Was that challenging at all or was that, was that an easy fix?
1: No, that's, that's been easy. It's been more down in the hot areas, down, okay. um, valve territory, um, the way the stadium sits and, you know, there's some rockets that get hit there, you know, at uh, over hundred miles an hour. Um, n- now that we know with, uh, with a radar, um, th- we have a Doppler radar that's tracking baseballs like, like all over the place. So it's pretty impressive. Um, so we were talking about how to, you know, close that gap or at least close some areas, make them safe as we possibly can.
0: No, no, definitely, definitely, because you and, have a lot of kids there; and they're not paying attention. Yeah, and keep and other adults. areas. Yeah, and and keep other areas
1: open where the percentage of balls hit there is very low. Okay. Hmm. So That's, that was a uh, week, and I think it's good.
0: I think other parks are
1: doing the same thing. I think it's on people's minds. Uh, we want people to be safe, and then people have been hurt in the game. Uh, at parks you know in the last 10 years and and so much so in the last couple years I think that it's on people's mind I'd rather be proactive than reactive
0: no you're absolutely right you're absolutely right a lot of people are at a baseball game to have fun with their friends and they may not even be watching the game so uh, yeah that's definitely a good initiative so well Matt I appreciate your time talking with me today Uh, can you tell folks where they can find uh, the lefties on uh, the web or social media
1: leftiesbaseball.com um at lefties baseball pretty much on all social media um we're pretty active on it um we're not we're not as funny as the portland pickles if you came across that little article but um but uh i think i know what you are
0: talking about yes yeah. uh
1: but uh but yeah no we're we're, we're very active on social media and, and our webpage. and if people come through the area or ever want to do a tour of of uh baseball stadiums were kind of in a neat, uh, location and, and it is, we are common on people's journeys when they are traveling. Um, they, a lot of times will hit our park and hit Victoria and now hopefully Nanaimo, um, cause Nanaimo is a really cool old stadium too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will, you know, what's common for, uh, other fans in our league for people from outside the area and, and parents of players come on, the they hit us on their trip because it, it's, if you think about it, it's the most time they could spend with their child because all they have to do is ride a boat to get to Victoria. Yeah. So they, get a, they don't have to drive three hours to another place. They get to literally be around them. and um, So it's been pretty cool to, to have a lot of people come through, and um, it's worth it. I've traveled all over and seen parks, and we have some beautiful parks in the Northwest.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, Nanaimo is how far from you once you get onto uh, Vancouver Island?
1: It's an hour north of, of Victoria, okay. so for
0: an hour and fifteen minute
1: boat ride, and and then an hour drive. Same yeah. distance or length it would take us to get to Seattle it would take us to get to Nanaimo.
0: Yeah, and I tell you that that make a nice old. That's a nice trip. You hit Port Angeles, Victoria, Nanaimo. Yeah, um, yeah
1: Vic, home plate to home plate is seventeen miles between ours and theirs. We don't. Okay. Neither one of us take a bus to the opposing. We walk on the very. We walk to the park
0: it's that it's that close in victoria
1: yeah, well, I mean you're 14, 14 of the miles are taken up uh, the crossing, so you're you're okay. about what, half mile here and a mile from their downtown to their field, so we're we're closer to the ferry than they are, but um, yeah, the hotel's in the middle, so you drop your stuff off and then just walk to the park
0: yeah, but, but it's just a cool experience to, to tell people later on in your baseball career. Yeah. About their time. All right, Matt. Well, I'll let you get going. I know you got a lot of uh, plans today. Stay yep. safe and uh, hopefully you. we'll talk again.
1: Yeah. Stay stay nice and warm. That storm
0: doesn't hit you too hard. Oh, yeah. All right. You will. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Bye. All right. That was uh, Matt Aker of the, I want to call them the Portland Lefties. They're the Port Angeles Lefties, West Coast League Baseball. You know, sometimes you get guests on here and it's like, I want to hear more, but I told him we had 30 minutes and he had something to do and I obviously got something to do. So maybe we'll just have to get Matt on here another time. So Port Angeles, uh, been there one time in my life. We took the ferry over to Victoria. It rained all day in Port Angeles and it rained all day in Victoria. So when he's sitting here telling me it's the dry spot of Washington State, I laugh because what the heck happened when I was there Great blessed in Seattle, but I guess that just happens sometimes. So, uh, Port Angeles lefties, Victoria Harbor cats, uh, the Ninaimo night owls, or the bars, they have two different names. Uh, that's a fun little road trip or sea trip. And I'm sure somebody out there has done it or is contemplating it. That would sound like a lot of fun. I would do that in a heartbeat, but we'll see what my plans are this summer. So anyway, Thanks for listening to another podcast. It's Mark Fiquez, Ballpark Hunter, Stadium Journey correspondent. Thank you once again for taking your time to listen to me talk with individuals from the baseball world. I do it from the kindness of my heart. And all I need is a thumbs up or a like or a, hey, great interview, Mark. And that's all I really need. So until next time, friends, stay safe. Take care. We'll see you next time.